0: This is why we watch the NFL.
1: This is the Rich Eisen show. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah,
0: baby. Goal! Rabbi Goal! Matt Gay brings it home. This is why we love. The NFL.
2: And it's caught by Kelsey!
0: Touchdown! Kansas City! Earlier on the show,
1: NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, Tampa Bay Times Bucks reporter Rick Stroud. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen.
0: Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this program. Fascinating conversation, hour number two. Tons of things to overreact to uh, coming off of that uh, incredible divisional playoff weekend. Uh, greatest playoff weekend in football, period. There will not be any argument here, if you call in and say that that was um, the greatest weekend ever, it really was very special. So uh, if you missed any of uh, the first hour Daniel Jeremiah, my opinion of how it all went down, and <clears throat> also uh, the conversation we had last hour on the overtime rules being changed to make sure somebody like Josh Allen in a situation like last night would have an opportunity to counter, um, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Meanwhile, uh, the question about Tom Brady's future is now nigh. A little bit earlier than uh, than I expected. As you know, I picked the Bucks to win it all. Uh, and joining us right now from the Tampa Bay Times, who was kind enough to call into the show all season long, now that the season is over. I guess this is kind of an exit interview in a way, <laughs> but we always like to chat with you, Rick Stroud. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well. Now, do I get the physical as well? Or <laughs> yeah. <do you> get-
0: <laughs> I need to hear you see your insurance card. Um, you know, I'll hang up and listen. Uh no, um so uh what uh what's the first blush reaction to what happened yesterday in Tampa, Rick?
3: Oh my goodness. Um well, listen, I, I don't know how far this team would have gone beyond on beyond Sunday had they won that remarkable comeback and, and, and if they'd have pulled it off I think we'd be talking about a Rams collapse more than Tom Brady's comeback. But um You know, I, it's it's a disappointing right when you when you don't have the confetti fall in your head when you have a guy like Tom Brady. The finality of an NFL season, as Bruce Arians correctly said, is is is, is you know not good. Uh, and you know now, I think there really is some uncertainty about Brady and in, in his future. And that doesn't mean I would be surprised if a couple weeks from now he says, "Yeah, baby." let's go, let's, you know, let's get this band back together or whatever. Um, but at least for the first time, you know, when he extended his contract back in March, it, there, there didn't seem to be any question that he was he was down until he's 45. You know, I'm going to play it on 45. Maybe I can play it on 50. And now, you know, you don't hear that from him. And I think there's some people really even at, at uh, the Bucks, that, that aren't sure what he's going to do, but they're certainly going to give him all the space he needs And then. You know, maybe there's some questions they need to answer with respect to what does this team look like next year. I mean, they, you know, eleven out of the 22 guys that started the game yesterday are going to be free agents, and it's not going to be the same as it was a year ago when they wanted to run it back. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get some answers probably here um, sooner than later because they need to know by the time they get to the free agency for certain. Um, but there is, a, there is, you know. A lot of questions about about the bucks and 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 what it'll look like a year from now
0: what do you know right now if anything about what Brady's decision making will be formulated or how it's formulated
3: at all Rick well what I was told um, when he got here is that you know two two big things um, with him are, are the most important one is his health um, and by all accounts he got out of this season a year ago he played with a torn MCL as we know but he got out of this season feeling pretty good i mean he took some hits in some games against the saints and others um but it's remarkable how he's kept himself in shape certainly you watch that throw the 55 yard bomb to mike evans there's nothing wrong at all with his arm strength uh he can still spin it and you know that said uh you know they got two offensive linemen that are free agents this year you know you've got to you've got to secure all that up but if he feels good that's the first question the second one is you know, his family. And, you know, Tom Brady works really hard at being a great dad and a great husband. And you know, he wants to be an all pro at that too. Um, you know, he's got a fourteen year old son that lives in New York, um, you know, and two kids obviously here in Giselle and every year she asks him, Have you had enough? And I just, I believe that when you, when you sign the extension, even though it wasn't binding, obviously, that there had to at least been a discussion, right? That, you know, look, I'm going to do this so you're not surprised when you read about it. I'd like to play at 145. Now, what could change that? Anything, right? I mean, as kids are getting older, they're involved in sports of their own. Um, you know, certainly he has enough to do off the field with all his businesses and the Brady clothing line, which, by the way, is at Nordstrom's right here in Tampa. It looks really nice. I like some of that stuff. Um, shameless plug, but you know, it's it's anybody's guess, right? But he just enjoys it so much. It, but no, I don't have any question that he he will play and, and and would play, if but the pull that he feels is greater, the tug greater a little bit every year with his family and. These have been two magical years for him I think and for the Bucks obviously. It didn't end with both Super Bowls, but if you take just the combined success they've had, I mean aside from going 1 and 7 against the Rams and the Saints, there's the two they're like 29 and 3 or 28 and 3 against everybody else. So um, you know, that's a long-winded answer saying I don't think anybody knows, but there is genuine concern or at least um, you know the question is there as to whether he'll be back next season or not, and that that question still exists at the Bucks right now.
0: Well, I guess the fact that Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, here on the Rich Eisen Show, I guess the fact that you did not mention roster as a concern for Brady is a good thing, obviously. Um, and uh, on that front, uh, I guess the question is: Do you think part of him? This may be another reason why he would want to come back is that if not for the injuries and then one of his crucial receivers strip-sacking himself uh, in New Jersey, um, that he would still be playing today, that he sits there and he thinks about that. What do you think, Rick?
3: Yeah, I I think that um, roster is – I didn't mention it, but that's on me. Um, I I think the roster is important, obviously, and especially when two of your offensive linemen, including the Pro Bowl center, is a free agent, right? Now, it's a chicken and the egg, right? You can get a heck of a lot of guys back to come and play with Tom Brady if they know he's going to be the quarterback. You know, So if he's waiting for them to sign or something, well, that's not going to happen until after the start of free agency, which is too late anyway. Um, but they're not in the salary cap situation that, say, the Packers are. Um, they're going to have some money. They're, there's a lot of free agents, so a lot of those contracts will drop off, obviously. They're about middle of the pack with respect to, to salary cap space. They have kicked some you know the can down the road to to get everybody back a year ago so it won't be like you know all 22 are coming back but you also have the draft and you have free agency and 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 he's the biggest draw in free agency so i think he would be confident that jason light and bruce would do everything they could to put the best team around them that would include chris godwin right if you franchised him again or brought him back that would probably include um, you know one of your offensive alignment or both that would include a Carlton Davis and and you know some of the key elements of their team so there's enough talent and still a young core on this team that he can win with especially in this division um, but can you win it all and and I think Tom thinks he can win it all with anybody you know and you know I think Gronk would come back if Tom comes back I think that those two are somehow related in my mind so um, I don't. He's not. He's not scared of anyone. We know that. But I think it is. I think it is still. He would want to know what the plan is, and you know they'd have to give him some assurances. And and I think they would do this: that they will mortgage any future, move any mountain to make sure that Tom Brady's their quarterback if he wants to play. Because business is good here in Tampa Bay right now, folks. Let me let me assure you that they're relevant. They've been to a Super Bowl. They won fourteen games this year. They're very happy about what tom brady has brought them and they'd like to keep they'd like to keep this going
0: yeah first division since the aughts as well i mean so yeah yeah, uh, obviously things are things are going well there rick stroud here on the rich Eisen show. i noticed you said business is good and not booming um (laughs) you know and i am i am i guess mandated to linger here a little bit because you're already hearing the conversation that 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 what was missing in a way um clearly you know a quick game would have been required um, yesterday, the way that, that Brady was getting hit, and then more targets um, with, with playmakers that you'd have to be concerned about, certainly if you've got Jalen Ramsey with uh, one side of the field or, or however they were playing it. Uh, and today, um, my uh, our friend Brandon Marshall does have an interview out with um, Antonio Brown where he said that Arians never – wanted him there and was very negative about his presence there and so on and so forth. And I know that there's a large grain and there's a lot of salt. But do you think, like, what what did happen? Any any more ideas in the last two, three weeks about what did happen with Antonio Brown? And if he was there yesterday, there would have been a different result?
3: Rick, um, There's no question Antonio Brown makes him a better football team. And not by a little, but probably by a lot. Um, he's just that kind of player. You know, he missed all those weeks, came back against, uh, what was it, Carolina, I think, had 10 catches for over 100 yards. And, and you know the talent is there. Talent's never been the issue. Um, you know, I guess it's my fault for writing about the fake vaccination cards, and that led to the suspension, and <laughs> then maybe he wasn't going to get enough money, and then he wanted his bonuses guaranteed. So I'll take the fall on that one. But at the end of the day, um, Antonio Brown was a ticking time bomb. Um, You know, it was a, it was a matter of when, not if. And you know, they got a Super Bowl out of them. They got eight games. He even caught a touchdown there. They brought him back. That was what they chose to do, and it wound up, you know, in in the the, the show that was, you know, MetLife Stadium with the stripping to the waist. So, um, I don't know that you you could have predicted it would go down like that, so publicly and so so bitterly, but yeah could they have been a better team with antonio i think that's why he was here i think tom knew that um i think tom generally cares about all his teammates including antonio i don't think it was just about winning but that guy's a next level type dude and that that's what tom brady wants around him because his football iq is so high um that he just knows how to make himself available and when he gets the ball in his hands the guy can make unbelievable things happen but you know, the sport is more more than just talent, as we know. It's a team sport. And there was not a bigger me guy in the locker room, you know, than Antonio Brown. And, and that's, if you listen to Bruce Arians and other people that were in the locker room at halftime up there in New York, that's all he was talking about was his touches and his, you know, targets and so on and so forth. So that necessarily, you know, doesn't, doesn't make you uh, a winner. But if you're asking me would they have won the game, I don't know if they win the game. The game certainly goes a little bit better, but I think the bigger factor was they were just a beat-up football team, and and once it once it got to the offensive line level, even the guys coming in like Josh Wells couldn't hold up, especially against a really good defensive line. And even having said all that, they still clawed back in and tied the game. And, and but for just a <laughs> horrendous call that I can't explain, or Todd Bowles probably will have to explain, um, they may win that game. So. Um, yeah, I mean, one guy does he change the whole thing? Maybe, but I, I, it's just hard to hard to know.
0: The last one for you is what about the staff? Right, um, Arians coming back and what's his future, and then the rest of the staff um, being intact coming back. What do you think?
3: Well, I mean, they've got two guys that have had head coaching interviews, and um, you know, from what I hear, I think Bowles has a shot. I don't know if it's in Jacksonville. That would seem the natural place for me. Uh, Quarterback, with a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, ties to the area, all of that. I think for Todd Bowles, I think he's interviewing teams as much as they would interview him. He's been down the road with the New York Jets. He knows what he has to have to win. He's not going to go to a situation where that doesn't exist. I don't think he has a burning desire just to take any job, although you know, if he was offered one, he'd have to consider it. Um, they're ready to move on if they have to on offense. Uh, Bruce Arians said today he would go back to calling plays, which wow. is a surprise.
0: That is a surprise.
3: Um, and I think he would still use his staff to do most of the scripts and some of the heavy lifting during the week. Um, I know he's trying to groom Thad Lewis, who's a, a assistant receivers coach that was a quarterback at Duke and played in four or five or six different organizations. He's really high on him, but he might not think he's quite ready yet. And I think – You know, in Bruce saying that, that seemed like a little message to Tom Brady to me, that, hey, if we lose Byron, and Tom does a lot of game planning, let's be honest, but if he loses Byron, that, hey, you can work with me, I'll work with you, you get the big guy, you know, everything will be fine. So that's kind of interesting, I thought.
0: Always interesting talking to you, Rick Stroud. Thanks for the call. Let's do this down the line. So much to talk about with the uh, now dethroned, if you will, world champs. Much appreciated. Thank you for the, the whole year and uh, and over the next couple of weeks when you uh, answer our call. Thank you. Anytime,
3: Rich. Dethroned. I, that sounds so bad. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm it a happened. Dethroned beat writer.
0: And no, you're not. You're not. You're welcome back anytime. You passed the physical. We got we got everything back. So uh,
3: okay, good. Glad I'm good. All we'll, right. Thanks, Rich. We'll see,
0: anytime, buddy. Keep your playbook. We'll, we'll we'll see you soon. There you go. That's Rick Stroud, everyone at NFL Stroud, or at Stroud, pardon me, at Stroud NFL, right? Here um, on the Rich Eisen Show.
1: In NFL Stroud.
0: At NFL Stroud, very good. I was right the first time. I should have just stuck with it.
1: Well, I think Brady's he's coming suffered.
0: back, guys. I really feel it. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know, uh, obviously. Yeah, I
1: was kind of floored yesterday when the, that report started going around and they were talking about it. I don't it. know. I
0: just have a feeling that, you know, he's going to remove himself from the moment. Obviously, it's very important with his family. And then start calling. Who wants to come back? Who's who's playing with me? And everyone will say, of course I'm playing with you. Right. Who's coming with who's me? Who's coming with me, right? And Gronk came back and said he needs to take some time away as well. But, you know, Gronk, he gets a call from Tommy. What's he going to say? No?
1: No. You know? I mean, Gronk said he'll only play with Tom. And, how and we know about... how that
0: conversation would go. <laughs> yeah, we just played it out. How about that throw to Evans? Oh. <laughs> that was ridiculous.
1: Dude,
0: that's a 44-year-old man ridiculous. putting that up there. Ridiculous. over Jalen Ramsey. The way Evans caught that ball, it was like there was nothing on no, earth. So he just wrapped it up. And spectacular. Just, spectacular. It's spectacular. It's amazing. But Tom is always to like, I'll
1: quit when I suck. Like, he does not. He does even not. even remotely
0: come close to the area it's the code. It's complete episode. opposite Correct. of suck. Right. And you know how you look old? When you've got... Aaron Donald draped all over you and Von Miller yeah. draped all yeah, over you. And you got a beat you. up
1: offensive line and you got Von Miller and these guys, Leonard Floyd, coming at you. Yeah, you're going to look pretty bad. And
0: it's great to hear that Brady's healthy. You know, uh, I'm going to hear about that split lip. <laughs> Let's take a break and talk about that moment. <laughs> I have a couple of cents about that. Oh, God. Um, more of your phone calls at 844 204 Rich. Number to dial. And then the great Joe Burrow. Congrats to Cincinnati, too, man. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> this
0: man disrespected, <laughs> disrespected you, <He> Showed everybody, <laughs> Terrestrial Radio Network. Meet, catching 20 footballs on live NFL Network television. Tying Michael Irvin. They, 18 they, for certain. Well, the, again, there was one that I caught up here, mm-hmm. and then you will see I brought it down. And then on the exchange to flip to to uh, Mooch, it fell out. That's when it fell oh, out. Okay. You could see. Like, I made a football out. Yeah, act. I give you
1: credit for that. It the was like a tuck.
0: It was like another Michigan guy. It was a tuck. The fact that someone in this room was disrespecting you. <laughs> and, and, Ooh, how about, and it wasn't me. Just, and it wasn't me, just, me either. I, I showed this to my children. What did they have to say? And I'm like, just just see, because no, on planet earth, on live national television, <laughs> I caught 20 footballs from a Hall of Fame quarterback. Who was firing them at you. When I say firing him at me, he was, a couple got through my hands and hit me in the chest. They're loud. It
1: like, still hurts. Yeah. It's still like it went point I in. I believe
0: it. It's Monday. This happened Saturday. I still, I caught one with my, my bicep. Got a bruiser? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do.
1: I'll never get over Kurt throwing with both gloves.
0: And he threw it, he (laughs) he put his gloves on. And now I ask you this question about Kurt Warner. He either took it way too seriously or not seriously yeah, enough. Like way too seriously. And the like thing, way too the thing is that when they were throwing the footballs back, we only had four Dukes mm-hmm. there. That was if we had four footballs. So I was catching them. Irv was catching. Them. We were flipping it to Mooch. He was flipping it back. I think to Barton or uh, I, I don't know who was catching it on the other receiving end and then flipping it to Kurt. That was the operation as yeah. the clock's ticking down, and it wasn't going fast enough for Irv and Kurt. Right. And Kurt said. Where are my balls at? <laughs> I heard that. And the fact that somebody <laughs> picked up on that hot. and kept on tweeting it, like <laughs> that's it, so. Of course, right. that Kurt. got an, er, Kurt's Squire like that's of, that's the because I think he wanted some kudos that he was flinging it.
1: That's a lot of work. Yeah. He's like a human
0: jugs machine. Yeah, yeah. and that's they totally were all hurt. accurate and they were all tight and sure, they, they were all, all coming in. Yeah. He was. <laughs> He's the American underdog. There were two American underdogs out there. What can I say? (laughs) Michael Irvin and you? But it's like at one point on planet Earth, I did that. That happened. It's on tape. Yeah, that's it. It's not like some urban myth that and, you're going to tell a story. Of. You have right visual proof. And of the this. entire time, I was thinking of Jay Felly <laughs> talking trash. Yes, yeah, saying that you, you couldn't wait till I dropped one, and I said I will not drop one the rest of the season, and I still haven't. And there was one competition. I'm getting fired footballs one after the other. This is the Rich Eisen and Show. Caught him over the shoulder. Feller's been just like disrespecting everybody, but Brockman so far, you know. <laughs> He sure, knows, he knows better. <laughs> uh, Jason in North Carolina, you're here on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, Jason?
2: Hey there, boys. How you guys doing? What's, What's going on, on man? Jay? Beautiful, beautiful morning. Um, hey, so as coming from a, a diehard 49er fan, seeing Jimmy G coming in 2017, all the way up until now. Yes, I am. I am very thankful of his service. You should be. And have been incredibly uh, proud of him. Uh, how he's handled his his season uh, with all the ups and downs, and all the doubt and whatnot. And he gets disrespected, you know, on a on a pretty much a weekly basis. All that being said, I am done holding on to my dear life, watching the last minutes of any game, take down, hoping and praying that Jimmy. Holds it together while the stellar cast around him tries to keep the card deck up. And when it comes up to it, I've seen Trey, you know, he played two games this year, one of them a victory. He's made throws that Jimmy couldn't make in his dear life. I mean, that throw to Evans from Brady last night, uh, Jimmy can't make that throw ever. Uh, And so I want a deep threat. I want all those good things. And on top of all that, put that to the side, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Niners live rent-free in the minds of Rams
0: fans. Uh, as of, six in a as row. A two, it's been six in a row. A couple,
2: as of a couple uh, hours ago, Ticketmaster, uh, up until a couple hours ago, was making it uh, impossible for anybody outside of the L.A. area to buy tickets to this game on, uh, on Sunday. They have now since removed that restriction, so I, uh, I have a, a sense that you're going to be seeing a lot of red and gold out there so far on well, Sunday. Well,
0: Debo Samuel tweeted out about it a few uh, minutes ago, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I saw that. And thank you for the call. I, I appreciate it. Look, man, the Jimmy G stuff, you've got to give it up to him. You have to give it up to him. His coach this year grinded tape from the get-go about how to upgrade at the position and his first plan, A, is the starting quarterback for the home team in the NFC Championship game. Facts. Part of the reason why after the week three loss to the 49ers, that two longtime friends, former assistants on The staff in Washington, D.C., in Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur had a quick icy handshake. Part of that reason is that even after trading draft capital to get into that third position in this year's draft, even after that, Kyle Shanahan, as he told us on this show the Monday after taking Trey Lance, he called Matt LaFleur and goes, if... Rodgers is out there. I mean, don't give him up before calling me first. I mean, these are all documented facts. Then they took Lance. And then they give Lance run in the first game to the point where the first touchdown pass of the season was thrown by Trey Lance. After all of this, Jimmy G has the team in the NFC Championship game. And you must give it up to him. Bad hand, bad shoulder. I mean, he's a gamer. Yes, sir. You have to. And every now and then, he'll cock that injured arm and let go of the football with that injured hand and throw something makes you think. I I give up draft choices to somebody (laughs) else for that. Upgrade.
1: The thing is he makes the difficult play and uh, then mean, the easy play, he sails the wide open receiver. Dude, it's like, come on.
0: Dude, that throw he made at the end of the first half sh- should not be made. There were a couple of times where they were the Osh oh, throws yeah. that Aikman was like, these are risky. <laughs> like He shouldn't be doing it. He knows better. Yeah. But he does it. And that's the reason why the 49ers draft choices belong somewhere else. And they had the luxury to do this. And Bless Shanahan, man. He told you that. Remember that in his first press conference after the trade? He's like, we have the ability to start Jimmy and bench the guy we're going to draft. If this was a free agent that we were acquiring, of course Jimmy would be gone because we're spending all the money and we'll be capped out that we can't keep both. But this is a draft choice. Somebody who doesn't have any experience that Jimmy has. And Jimmy, they love him in the locker room. And we love him too. And we can do this. And guess what they've done? That. Yeah. But I'll ask you this, Chris Brockman. Point blank. After seeing last night's AFC Divisional playoff finale of the great weekend that we've been talking about. Yeah. Do you think Jimmy G could be either of the quarterbacks that we saw last night? Could be or be?
1: Yes. Oh, could be. Um, I mean, he's, In better, game, he's better looking than both of them. <laughs> uh, that means nothing, by the way. Oh, but. So yeah. that's his
0: answer. That's, yeah. his answer. that's his answer. That's his
1: answer.
0: Do you think <laughs> Trey Lance could be either of those guys? I don't know. I've
1: never seen him play. Aha.
0: Aha. <laughs> Case <laughs> in point.
1: It's been two years. The guys have played football. Correct.
0: Correct. Do you know who didn't play football last year? Michael Parsons. Correct. Do you know who else didn't play football last year? <laughs> Jamar Chase. <Yeah. laughs> it's possible. Guess what? They also, they also played positions. all year and, and They're were outliers. Pros. They're outliers. They're They're outliers. Positions well, because they've gotten there. their opportunity. I'm just telling you <laughs> that. When we had Daniel Jeremiah on an hour number one, he said there were people blowing his phone up. He talks to everybody, by the way. He talks and texts with everybody. And they're all – and he said, if you're not the coach or the general manager of either of those two teams that played in Kansas City last night and outside of – he said Cincinnati and the Chargers, you're going to sleep going, uh-oh, because you don't have those guys with that monster upside and potential and youth.
1: Yeah, and Trey Lance and you know who won the Super Bowl last year? A forty-three-year-old guy.
0: Got it. <laughs> He's kind of the unicorn of all unicorns. And guess
1: what? Jimmy G might win it this year. Then what? You know what? I'm, they, rooting. I'm then, rooting for this so bad. Then now. they trade him. And Matt Stafford might win. And guess who? Guess what? He's not. Not Mahomes or Josh Allen.
0: True. True. But if you want to have the longevity and do it, right?
1: I don't know, but we play to win the game.
0: I know. How exciting! How great is this? It's
1: great. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Can't wait.
0: Now, the question is, here, who disrespected Tom Brady more this past weekend? <laughs> the twitter account of sec network that dared to follow up brady's departure as the defending champion of the national football league with seven rings on his finger <clears throat> as the loser <laughs> that's funny as georgia beating michigan stafford beats brady it's very funny okay on a on any given sunday yes on this given sunday a big one mm-hmm. Who disrespects Tom Brady more at SEC Network or NFL official Sean Hockley? Are you asking Brockman this question? That's am um, No, I'm asking it to the group, to you and anybody out there in, taking uh, in the rich eyes and in the NFL zeitgeist. Anybody? I do Sean like Hockley, who throws a flag this guy. on Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I could not believe I needed to adjust my set to use the long standing television phrase. When I heard the the statement on sportsmanlike conduct number 12 and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what receiver barked a that's 12. That's
1: that's Tom Brady. Wait, what?
0: Tom Brady just got called for unsportsmanlike conduct. Did he taunt somebody? What happened? Well, then we see NBC had it. Von Miller hits him after the throw is gone. Miller, face right in Brady's chest, crown of helmet, got Brady in the chin. Brady, God bless him. He didn't fall. He just stood tall. And turned to Sean Hockley, who was the official, kind of like, like, do you understand (laughs) what just happened (laughs) and who I am? Yeah, pretty much. And what normally happens and has normally happened since 2001? You know, Sean, I've been at this so long, you were in high school and your dad was using merely simple sentences to describe
1: things.
0: (laughs) Your dad, your dad was so young, he was, he was basically putting up two plates of 25. When I was doing this. (laughs) And they, he flagged him for giving him lip. Now, now, I guess if you're an official in the NFL, I guess you got your limit. You got your limit. doesn't matter who you are.
1: Like Bull Durham, the magic words. doesn't matter who
0: you are. But after a minute, or after a few seconds, a figurative minute, you say the magic words, you're going to get flagged. I would love to know what the transcript was. What's the magic word? That earned Tom Brady the first unsportsmanlike conduct flag of his career.
1: I think it was twelve letters. I'm (laughs) guessing.
0: Let me see if I can read his lips.
1: I'm guessing it was twelve. It started
0: with an M and ended with an R. That's what I'm thinking. Motherfucker!
1: Oh, careful!
0: That was close. No, uh, come on! I'm not going to say that on air.
1: Is that rope in there the whole time? (laughs) Yes, it has. I just saw that. Yeah.
0: He's roped off his area the whole time, Jason. You missed the first 2 hours. Yeah. Wow. So you're allowed in the club. I don't him uh, his, I'm Yeah, a Raider
1: fan? He and in. that was, you he know, a Raider fan. In the club. And Dominic Sue, the game. And Sue also cuz he thinks Matt Stafford kicked him in the Musburger. I know, but but, <laughs> but even that was
0: that he's pointing at him and barking at him. Why would you call him for taunting?
1: There was three of them. They had three of those calls in the first half. Like, and they what were are huge. you doing?
0: They were huge. How do you fl- – I mean, what words?
1: Ugh. He said that he, he was
0: abusive, he used abusive so language. All the
1: rules that need to be changed, forget overtime. Like, stop calling the taunting and stuff. Get rid of that. Well, he did. Last night. But if that I- was Sean Hockley's crew doing that game, Tyreek is flagged, Chiefs ball at the 30 with a minute to go. Correct. And the fact that it could have been missed, obviously, because
0: he's fast, he's a blur. I don't know.
1: Could have been missed. I don't know how you would have missed I that? I saw but... it
0: sitting on my couch. Me too. That he was thrown up the deuces just as he crossed, like into the red zone.
1: It was a twenty, and then he, he kind of was did thinking. He was, 50, thinking about, he was thinking like, about. It's
0: hey. like peace out. It was one of those things where it's like, oh my god, he's loose. Oh my god, he's not. He's still running. Yep. Oh my god, I think he can make it. <laughs> And then he flashed the the deuces, and I'm like, he's going to make it. I mean, like, like, that's it.
1: When the deuces come out, that's a touchdown. That's Uh, that's right. score. So it
0: happened, and the fact that this wasn't called to me, okay, is full admission of what I've been saying from this chair.
1: From the beginning.
0: That this rule and the enforcement of it, trash. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) Since the beginning, Trash. Yes, we do not want somebody standing over somebody and barking. Absolutely not part of the game. Not something the NFL should traffic in. Not something that the NFL should put out there for anybody on lower levels of football. Certainly the youth level of football to take in and mimic as a professional act. Not at argument at all. The other stuff... I don't know where it came from or why we were throwing that in the same bag as standing over somebody. But the fact that he went deuces (laughs) in one of the largest audiences I think we're going to have this year in television. And it wasn't called and stopped is full admission of just how silly this entire endeavor has been. And if I'm Cassius Marsh, I am standing somewhere and I'm staring at somebody.
1: <laughs> Watch out for a hip check.
0: I couldn't believe it. Like, as soon as he flashed, I'm like, oh, here comes a flag. That's and then there's no thought. flag. There's no flag. And I'm like, thank God. Sorry, Bills fans. That's fine. Just good. Good enough. If he did that and then done it again and stared at somebody and started running at people and do it in their faces, I get it. But in the middle of a play, yeah. boom, do your thing. Fine. Yeah.
1: I can't believe he didn't score on that play. I mean, I mean, like my uh, God, uh, it was incredible. <laughs> was incredible. And thank God <laughs> it
0: was allowed to stand. And then Sean Hockley, you go on with your bad self, sir. You flex those muscles. That's what Daddy taught you to
1: do. Like him and Jerome Bogart. I never need to see them in the playoffs ever again. Well, I
0: don't think you're going to see Jerome's crew after what happened in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. But the first, usually what happens is the first weekend of a playoffs, that crew, the best of that crew, does one of these two games on championship week. And the crews that we just saw this weekend, that's the crews that are going to be utilized to formulate the Super Bowl crew. That's where he usually goes. And I thought that this weekend stuff outside of Hocules tete a tete with Brady. How about Tom Brady with a bloody lip? Gets a tw- Get, first, he's the one first that gets one of his flagged. Career. He gets flagged. Makes Blake. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I do want to hit one last uh, topic that we haven't really hit enough, and a lot of people overlook in this team, and I understand it was the first game and they're the Bengals, but we're going to hit that when we come back.
1: Afford Anything talks
0: about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think
1: about... this is the Rich Eisen Show. That's a lot. That's
0: a lot. It's a lot of minutes. Well, if you'd played me a couple weeks ago, you'd have had that. Same thing.
1: Hoskins <laughs> and Adam killing all of us.
0: <laughs> um, let's go to uh, the phone lines. Jason in Phoenix, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Lots of Jasons today.
2: Uh, hey, Rich. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a big Michigan fan. Atta boy. I want to start out by saying that was the biggest fake surprise look you ever had in my life. When uh, Nicobe Dean told you some Michigan fans are trolling him in his DMs or whatever. uh, Dude,
0: I I can't believe that. If Nicobe Dean said that Michigan fans were getting in his DMs in his grill before that Orange Bowl, and that led to a single single minute for Georgia Bulldog (laughs) uh, players to get amped up to beat and, and beat Michigan, I would love to see those Michigan Wolverines fans and tell them to their face how stupid they are.
2: Well, I, I, I think mean, you mean that, so that's nice. So you seem please. to know Michigan
0: fans very well, but that's good. I appreciate it. Please. Anyway. We I asked Rich they, to apologize for that. He yeah. hasn't. I'm not apologizing for <laughs> it. It's, it's not, it. It really it's seems not my – I would never do that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right. What is on your mind? It's on uh, your mind?
2: Uh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm here to tell everybody, my friends back in Port Huron, Michigan, especially Matt Bailey, I was wrong about Matt Stafford our whole lives. He's good. We were wrong. The team was wrong. We didn't do him nothing, and he's proven his legacy right now as we speak. So it's exciting
0: for him! So exciting for him! And again, let's let's be honest, man. He outplayed Brady yesterday. That that's a fact. The he defense, sure obviously, the defense were in Brady's grill the entire time. Um, and and thanks for the call. Let's say this about Stafford. Okay, I want to talk about two nines to finish up. The show two nines. Let's start with Stafford number Best nine throw in of his life. It's, it's well, uh, the number of if I had told you coming into the to the day into that game, if I had told you that the Rams would give Brady way too many chances to beat them because the Rams offense kept turning the ball over, yep. and and I told you that. What would you say?
1: I would assume that they were Stafford picks.
0: Correct, because Stafford's not a big game player, yeah. and he would, have, he would have been the one folding the tent for the yep, Rams.
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: Exact opposite. Exact opposite. He made so many throws. At one point, he was looking so good, and rightfully so, I reached out to NFL Network Research to find out what is the record for passing yards by somebody making their divisional round debut. What's the record? The record. Did you get, is, did you get back? I did. Yeah. It's Kurt Warner in his first year. Of course. 390-something yards. In yeah. um, a win, Jeff George had over 400 yards in a loss in his first divisional round play. Wow. He didn't reach those numbers, but not by his own doing, man. And then when it finally did fall apart and the Bucks tied it, Tom Brady came back from 27-3. to 3. You're seeing the memes. You're seeing the t-shirts. You're seeing all of it. Stafford made the throws. Made them. Didn't miss them. You could say, well, it was so easy, he's wide open. Ask Niners fans about the throw Jimmy G had to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. If they'll want that one back. Well done, Matthew Stafford. Well done. And when they acquired Matthew Stafford, the Rams, their master plan, their ultimate plan. If you say, write it down, what's your master plan? Hosting the NFC Championship game for the right to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That's what their master plan is. That's what they'd like to have. Guess what they have? That. Way to go, number nine for the Los Angeles Rams. Number nine for the Cincinnati Bengals. We are getting lost in the Allen and Mahomes of it all for for good reason. That was amazing. That was just amazing. And then, of course, Rodgers going out is another major quarterback story. And Stafford doing what he did for the Rams and Brady going out is another major quarterback story of a weekend where so many crazy things happened after the first game was done. So, you know, I understand it's the Bengals too, and there's a lot of Bengals fans who probably have a, a sore spot of being overlooked. But guess what? You know, you won four games three years in a row before all of this. So the, all of this is Joe Burrow. We're losing sight of how special this is, too. He might lose to Mahomes in the AFC Championship game and so on and so forth. But Joe Burrow, let's not forget about his rise from the Athens in Ohio. And I will point this out, and I know you might think it's trolling, but Ohio State didn't have a spot for him. They were going with Dwayne Haskins, who did look terrific against my team when he came in yeah,
1: it was for JT
0: Barrett, yeah. okay? And he did throw 50 touchdowns, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, but the ultimate thing is that Joe had to go somewhere else to do what he thought he could do, and that's where LSU took him, and he threw 60 touchdowns. 60. <laughs> wow. And sparked a cigar and put a ring on his finger <laughs> for LSU. And then... Don't forget when he did take on two of that year, it was like, well, the winner of this game is going to be first overall, right? And even after he beat two of the question is, is he really the real deal? Is he really the guy? And you heard comparisons to Tom Brady too, coming in about smarts and you know and, and toughness. Toughness, man. right? Toughness like getting your knee blown out after he was getting pummeled last year. Pummeled, knee blown out, comes back. Joe Burrow is now one of the final four quarterbacks in the NFL. 2 years and 9 2 years and 9 days to the day after he won the national championship for LSU he was crowned as one of the final 4 quarterbacks in the NFL a meteoric rise to say the least first ever first overall drafted quarterback to make a championship game in his first 2 years joe burrow and you look at him and you're like okay nice run man nice run nice run you got jamar chase Got a bunch of other weapons. Nice run. It's a good run. Got a nice young kicker who, by the way, has got ice in his veins. Apparently, Burrow said, Evan McPherson said, prior to the kick, guess we're going to the AFC Championship (laughs) game. I love that. So I like the swag by the coach and by all of them, and they're taking their cues from number nine. What a run by this kid that we're seeing right now. It's Mahomes, it's Jimmy G, it's Matthew Stafford, and it's Joe Burrow. For the Cincinnati Bengals, man. Who there? And he got hit nine times and taken down. And then multiple other times where he stayed up and he kept slinging it, sacked nine times and won a playoff game. The only other human being in the history of the NFL playoffs who can say that Len Dawson, Hall of Famer. 1966 AFL championship game in 2021 divisional round. Joe Burrow won and duns the Titans after one and dunning Las Vegas. And now he's gunning for Patrick Mahomes. I'm all in. I'm all in. What a story. Two number nines. I want to thank today's guests, Daniel Jeremiah. And I want to thank Rick Stroud as well. What a fun show. Yeah. Good stuff. We could go on for another three hours, but you know, no, uh, no, we're not.
1: No, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could. no, stuff to do. We're not. All right. Super early. Who you got? NF Super Bowl winner poll I put up. Chiefs forty four percent. Rams twenty six percent. And nobody else? Niners. Uh Bengals sixteen percent, 49 ers How do you not know
0: after all these years I want all four? I
1: know. I'm just Anyway, we'll hit that on Friday. See if you guys feel different. Okay. Very good.
0: That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show on this terrestrial radio network. Back on Peacock and Sirius XM to take your brother for another in a moment.